the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Recorded for broadcast at this time. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. afternoon friends it's david anderson live right here in the nation's capital how in the world are you today well wherever you are in your kitchen in your car maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on uh, facebook live or maybe on youtube at anderson speaks is my handle there thanks a lot for tuning in and of course on the most listened to christian talk station on the east coast second in the entire country WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, Maryland, parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia as well. Well, listen, thanks a lot for tuning in and hanging out with me today. Uh, If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, then you can say it with me. Are you ready? Here we go. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays. Theological Thursdays, and then open phone-in Friday. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. But today is Wisdom Wednesday, and we're talking today about the wisdom of bridging cultures. The wisdom of bridging cultures. And here's my question. What wisdom have you gained from cross-cultural relationships? What wisdom have you gained from cross-cultural relationships? I mean, if we're going to be a multicultural society and of course at the church of jesus christ is supposed to be able to break down all these walls between jew and gentile slave and free greek and and so on white black asian hispanic male female i mean we say that the power of christ and the power of the cross and the power of love should be strong enough to shatter these dividing walls well if that's true then i believe that you'll be able to tell me if it's true in your life that you've actually gained something by being in relationship with people who are different than you. Do you have that experience? Or are you pretty monocultural, monocultural, or unicultural uh, in your relationships? All your family's the same, all your friends are the same, people you work with are the same, or they're in the same space as you, but you don't relate. Uh, so really, at the end of the day, you, you may wave to one another, but you don't know what it's like to be in each other's lives, to break bread with one another like that. I mean, is that your world? Or are you in a cross-cultural world where you relate to people who are different than you? And here's my question. If so, what wisdom have you gained 
from cross-cultural relationships? What benefits come from it? There's no benefit to it. Then let's just stay with our kind, quote, unquote, our kind. Did you get that? Tell me what you think about it. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. If you're trying to remember that number because you're driving, just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. That's the number live in studio. You can also download my app, Gracism. Gracism, and there's a little phone icon. Just push that, and it'll come directly to my studio. You can call me during the show that way as well. well. Let's do what we always do. Go to the Lord in prayer, commit our time to him, and then take your phone calls. My lines are now open, so feel free to give me a call if you have some benefit in cross-cultural relationships. Do you see the value of it? And if so, have you gained any wisdom from it? The number again is 888-432-7434. Let's pray together, Lord. We thank you for this day, and we thank you for all the many different colors and cultures you've created. We ask that you give us some wisdom along uh, the way as we talk about the wisdom of bridging cultures. It's in your name we pray together. Everyone said amen and amen. There's a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. Or you can go to my favorite website, EmbraceGracism.com. Of course, Gracism is the book, the award-winning book that I wrote, and it talks about the art of inclusion and how do you build bridges across racial divides and so many other kinds of divides. Well, you know what? The solution to racism is, I call it, Gracism. Extending positive favor to people regardless of their color, class, or culture. You can learn more about that by downloading my Gracism app, or by going to EmbraceGracism.com. My phone number, 888-43-BRIDGE. It's Wisdom Wednesday. We're talking about the wisdom of bridging cultures. Do you have any cultural relationships that are different than yours? And if so, any benefit to it, any value to it? Or are we just talking about a bunch of social engineering stuff where everybody's got a sort of a a Pollyanna view of everybody's just going to get along and, yeah, yeah. Or should we just go ahead and kill each other? What do you think about that? (laughs) Let's not make that choice. 888-43-BRIDGE. We're going to kick the show off in Elkridge, Maryland with Erica, who's on the line. Hello, Erica. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm not Erica. Oh, your name's not Erica? I'm not. What's your name? Hello? You're on the air. All right, let me uh, go to somebody else. Listen, give me a call, whatever. Uh, I think she told our call screener her name's not Erica, so whatever her name is, if she gets back, go ahead and give me the right name. Okay, 888-432-7434. We're not quite sure what's going on there, but give us a call back. My lines are open. Remember, friends, when I pick up the phone, you're live, so uh, turn your radio down and holler at a brother. Okay, it's Wisdom Wednesday, and we're talking about the wisdom of bridging cultures. Well, what do you think? Is there any wisdom? Is there any benefit? Is there any value in actually connecting with, building relationships with, and actually having connection with people from different cultures? And when we say different cultures, we also mean different countries. Like uh, just because you're in America, there's a lot of cultures that are in America, a lot of people from other countries in America. But what about traveling outside of America? What would happen if you were to leave uh, the country and go spend time in another country? Uh, what would it be like if you left and went to the continent of Africa or went to Nigeria or went to Kenya? What kind of positive benefit could that have? 
I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to run to my break, but as soon as I get back, I'm coming to you. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. You're listening to, you're tuned in, you're watching Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook. What is multicultural ministry? How does it affect me? Why is it important? If you want to know the answers to these and many other questions, then the Multicultural Ministry Handbook is a must-read. This story was modeled on the pioneering planting of Bridgeway Community Church, where founding pastor Dr. David Anderson had the vision for a dynamic, diverse, grace-filled place. Authored by a group of folks who've been doing ministry together for many years, this book is a testimony of personal journeys and practical ideas for any church with the desire to do life as God would have us do it. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by InterVarsity Press, can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or Andersonspeaks.com. That's 844-980-3707. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
It's Real Talk. I'm David Anderson hanging out with you. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, hang out with me. And if you're driving, you know what? Let that road rage go down a little bit because we get to connect and, and hang out together. Even give me a call if you want to. My phone number is 888-432-7434. And today is Wisdom Wednesday. We're talking about the wisdom of bridging uh, cultures. And I asked the question, what wisdom have you gained or what benefit is there uh, to bridging cultures? If you want to give me a call and talk about it, I'd love to talk to you about it as well. So uh, let's go ahead to the phone lines and see if we can catch Erica again, who is in, um, let's see, Elkridge, Maryland. Hi, Erica. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. What's your comment wanted, or question, please? I wanted to, I I wanted to share one thing. I, as a half black, half Hispanic uh, person, I've always been aware of the Hispanic and Latin communities and black communities, and 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 how they were treated. But I'm actually dating an Asian American right now, and it's blown my mind to see, because I always thought Asians didn't get uh, the types of prejudices that other people have gotten right and uh for instance someone asked him uh where he where he was from because his english was really good it's like oh you speak real good english and he's like oh i've been uh -huh. here for three generations ah gotcha gotcha <laughs> gotcha right and, right and when cop when a cop pulled him over one time it was for i was like you know a cop's pulling him over and i noticed he didn't put his arms up on the steering wheel he didn't Take, you know, all the stuff that my black family members do when right. they get pulled over. Right. He was just like normal. Oh, your brake light's out. Oh, great. Thanks for telling me. But right, right. actually stopped him because there's something wrong with the car, not to harass him about anything else. Which right. Which been my experience. So, so you got to learn just, to you, you get really to learn fascinating. Yeah, so through his culture and through a relationship with him, you got to learn that he may not have the same uh, problems with the police because he's Asian, but at the same time he has problems with other people who don't even see him as American even though he's been here for three generations. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Yep. So people yeah, it's just it's just been amazing. I, I took him with me to buy a car. And I walked out with the best price I've ever had and all the vehicles I've ever had. Hmm. And it's just amazing huh. how people, you know, a Asian person walking in, they have cash, they have money. Hmm. I didn't have to I didn't have to protect my wallet like I have had in the past. So I have actually my eyes have opened. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> I, I see some uh, so it's just well, I never thought Asian people had stereotypes, but huh. they do. There you go. Hey, listen, thanks a lot for uh, sharing that with us from Elkridge, Maryland. That's Erica. Let's go to Judith, who's in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Hey, Judith, Dr. Anderson here. How are you doing? I'm great, Dr. Anderson. How are you today? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? Sure. Well, what came to me was um, basically it's a comment. Okay. I think, in, first of all, I think God is a relationship God, and having relationship on a one-to-one -one basis is really key in my life. And I've learned that when you interact with people of different backgrounds, different cultures, mm -hmm. it really, on both ends, it really kind of reinforces the fact that we are all brothers and sisters. True. We might have different things we do daily. We might have different traditions. Right. We really are all brothers and sisters, and mm. we're all, in my opinion, we're all seeking the same thing. We all want to be loved. We all want to know why we're here. 
Right. So I think to consciously seek out interaction, um, or not to avoid interaction with people of different cultures and races. Yeah, which is something um, that we actually will, which is something we actually do, Judith. I, I like the fact that you're bringing that up, and that is it's really easy to want to avoid people who are different than you. Don't you agree? Um, yeah, to a certain extent, and I think that's probably because we're comfortable with what's familiar. That's right. But I personally love, <laughs> I mm-hmm. love to learn about other cultures. Yeah, me too. Um, I didn't. I grew up very isolated. I didn't grow up in that environment. Right. So consequently, I kind of seek after that because I love to know people and what they're about and what do they mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my my bottom line is that we all are connected. Yeah. We all really are the same, even though we're different. Very connected and different at the same time. Thanks a lot, Judith from West Virginia. I've got Anonymous in Washington D.C. Let's oh, go there. God. Hi, Anonymous. Dr. Anderson here. Hello, Anonymous. Turn your radio down and talk to me. How you doing? Hello? Hello, Anonymous. You're on the air. Turn that radio down and talk to me. How you doing? Okay, I'm doing good. Um, Yes, I um, I started dating a white man four weeks ago, and... When he comes to my town, we are fine. He's close to me. He thinks that I'm all wonderful. But when I went to his town two hours away in the countryside, he pulled away from me. He was like maybe afraid or scared. And then when we had a conversation, he said that he's not sure he's going to be accepted by the society, that he has never been with a black woman. So I'm actually debating. Okay, let let me make sure I have this right. Let me restate it. You're telling me, and turn your radio down so I don't hear an echo. You're telling me okay. that you're a black woman. You recently started dating a white man, and when he's with you alone, he's all lovey-dovey. But then when you're in public, he act like he hardly know you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. Why am I laughing? <laughs> um, okay, so. <laughs> so uh, he, he he's a, is he ashamed of you? Is he afraid that somebody's gonna look at him differently? What's what's going on? What do you think? He thinks I'm gorgeous, wonderful. When he looks at me, I could see that he met just looking at me. He thinks that I'm gorgeous and all of that. But in private, the, the concern is people <laughs> looking at him and maybe thinking, I, I don't know. He, he said he's, he's not sure that he's going to be accepted by the society. Uh huh. And actually, yeah, and actually dumped me after that. But now he's back. He wants to come back. He wants another chance. In private, he wants, he needs help. He, yeah, he said he don't he don't have a good experience with parents, and he's also divorced. So mm. he wants help, and I don't know what kind of help I can give him, but I cannot teach him how to be a man. Mm. Um, but okay. he wants to try. He wants to try that because this is new to me. And he said being in public, especially in his area, was new to him. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to overcome that. I just don't know what to do. Well, first of all, understand. He's willing. First of all, understand that he he is white, and if that think about this, just generally speaking. If he's white living in a world that uh, is predominantly white America where he's not a minority, he's never kind of been looked down on because of his race. So now all of a sudden uh, he is placing himself in a minority position, which most minorities already know what it's like to be looked at differently 
uh, from the time they are growing up. So you used to be looking at differently, and then you're a woman, so you're and if you're good looking, you used to be looked at anyway by men. So that's normal for yeah. you, but that's not normal for a white guy who has never really been a minority. So when he starts dating you, he's placed himself in a minority status. In other words, people are now looking at him in ways he's never seen before. Why this is good for him is because it's going to help him identify with how so many other people have to live. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. it's about attention. You know, he's getting attention he's never had before. But it doesn't mean it's negative attention. He needs to see that you guys are different. So when you guys are out together, people may not be looking down on you, but they may be looking at you. And they may be looking at, now again, I don't know how good looking he is, but let's just say you're the better looking of the two. He, he, I am. He's he's not that great, but he has a good heart and Yeah, good heart and, and people can't see the heart. Okay, so <laughs> so so let me, let me, no, but what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, when they're looking at you, they're not seeing his good heart. They're saying, "How did he get her?" My goodness! <laughs> so she's good looking, she's hot. What's she doing with? Him? Oh, where's my game? If he can get exactly. that, then how? What's my game? So he's just gonna have to live with living. If you're a ten, let's just say you're a nine or a ten, and let's just say he's a four. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying let's just say. <laughs> well. You know, he's going to be insecure when he's with you in public anyway for the rest of y'all life. So you're going to have to deal with uh, that. I mean, do you want a guy? And I'm not saying don't be with this guy. He can have a good heart. Y'all can have a great life in a marriage. But what I am saying is uh, you're going to have to be comfortable being married, too, if you continue to stay with him. A guy who's insecure and who will always feel insecure uh, because you're so much better looking than him. Not to mention you're you're dark. Him to build a, a self-esteem because he admits that he has a very low self-esteem. Yeah, you, you, he How can't be your project. Help? He can't be your project, first of all, Anonymous. In, in other words, we could try to help his self-esteem, but there's nothing I can say on the radio right now that's going to help his self-esteem to such a degree that y'all going to walk hand-in-hand hand through Chicago and people are going to look at you and he's going to be like, yep, that's my girl. I'm bad. Yeah, that's me. Go ahead, look. That's, that's somebody who has an esteem like me. I'll be like, yep, sure enough. But him, mm-mm. he's already got a low esteem. You're not going to change that. And so what you're going to do is try to help his esteem, uh, and he's going to be your project for the rest of your life. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not telling you not to date the dude. I'm just kind of giving you some real talk facts that sure. you cannot help his esteem to the degree that it needs to be helped in order to be at the level to be with you. Wow. Wow. That's, he's he's waiting though he wants help, but I, just, I, don't I mean, know. you can you can help you can help you can encourage him, you can affirm him, you can tell him how good his heart is. I mean that those are all good positive characteristics, but it's not going to change. Do you have any workshop in your church? <laughs> in my church, of course. Y- y'all can come. Do you to, have any workshop back in this? No, not workshop, but you can come to my church and y'all will feel very very comfortable. Because we've got a lot of mixed couples, and that's the thing. A lot of mixed couples don't have a place where they can go worship. If you take him to an all-black church, he's probably going to fall out and faint. Yeah. The dude's going to be looking at him. They're going to be looking at you. They're going to wonder what happened to you. Are you okay? Yes. Maybe you're with him for the money. <laughs> I mean, these are all this. It's oh. negative. It's terrible. But I'm telling you, this is what goes in, in people's minds. But if you come to a church like Bridgeway, my church, there's so many different cultures and so many mixed couples and families and, and peanut butter kids. You know, you got chocolate people married to uh, 
vanilla people and out comes uh, peanut butter. <laughs> so you got this beautiful array of wonderful colors. And so he would feel comfortable. You would feel comfortable. No one would be looking at you crazy. Yeah, the only thing is that you say he's two hours away, so it's gonna be. I'm just trying to find yeah, ways. Yeah, I understand, but you know they say a church. They say a church alive is worth the drive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you come, right. you come, you know what? You come visit me sometime. Y'all go out to lunch afterwards. It'll be a great Sunday for you. But I'm glad that you're building a relationship with him. Continue to learn uh, how to help his esteem, but be realistic about uh, him being a friend. And maybe even a boyfriend, but don't do not take him on as your project. Otherwise, uh, five years into your marriage, uh, you're going to wonder why you have such a passive husband, and you're going to be looking uh, to the left and to the right. That's my two cents on real talk. Okay, all right. Okay, anonymous. Sorry, you called me though, right? You did call me, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I need to know the truth. Okay. Any hope? But well, yeah, there is hope. There's always hope. Hope in Jesus. <laughs> and, and, you know, but there's hope. And let me ask you one question, then I got to go to a brink. Don't tell me. Is he shorter than you? No, he's taller than me. They yeah, praise the Lord. Okay, you, you got that I one going on. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm out of here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Hey, thanks for hanging with me. This is Real Talk. Listen, the second half of the show is on its way. If I were you, I'd get in where you fit in. Here's the number, 888-432-7434. Three years ago, hundreds of thousands gathered on the D.C. Mall for Together 2016 to pray for our nation. On October 25th and 27th, we're launching towards Together 2020. Together 2020 is happening on June 20th, 2020 at the Lincoln Memorial. We're launching into Together 2020 with two free events this month. Join us at First Baptist Glen Arden on Friday, October 25th at 6 p.m. with Nick Hall and guests Gaffey, KB, Ty Tribbett, and the DC Worship Collective. And then on Sunday, October 27th at 6 p.m., come to the DC Mall with Nick Hall at David's Tent and guests Carrie Job, Cody Carnes, and the DC Worship Collective. Both Together 2020 launch events are free. Get all the information at togethergeneration.com. That's togethergeneration.com. And mark your calendars for October 25th, 27th, and June 20th, 2020 for Together 2020. We are the Together Generation, and we are on the move. Dr. Brian Paris, he's the founder of I Hate Knee Pain. And folks, he's in studio with me this morning. Doc, uh, I Hate Knee Pain completely fixed my knee problem. How can our listeners... With knee pain like I had, get the same treatment and pain relief. Rich, most people with knee pain, they're steered towards cortisone and knee replacements, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be that way. It's super simple. All you have to do is give us a call at 301-679-7900, or you can visit us online at IHateKneePain.com, and uh, we can help you get rid of your knee pain and keep you off the operating table. <laughs> super simple. 679-7900, IHateKneePain.com. Folks, it's an amazing program. It truly cares about its patients. So I urge you to head on over to IHateKneePain.com in Rockville and stop living with knee pain. I did, and I'm never looking back. With the exception of Medicaid, 
All major medical insurance and Medicare is accepted. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Dr. David Anderson. This is Luke Spencer from Port Charles, New York. It's come to my attention that today is your birthday. And a few of your friends have a special surprise just for you. Are you ready? It's that. Oh, you guys are great. Look at you. Thank you, guys. Go ahead, Stevie. Everybody, if you're uh, listening on WAVA, you can't see that this studio is full of all kinds of diverse people. We're talking about crossing cultures. We've got uh, we got Tim Samuel, Indian dude. We got Derek Robinson, Brazilian dude. We got there you go. We got Angie who doesn't want to be in the camera shop, but here she comes. Uh, she's white. All right, and we've got Frank Eastham. He is. White. Uh, we, <laughs> we got Dante Shepard. He is, well, Puerto Rican and black. We've got Dave Heiliger. He's white with blue eyes. Yes. We've got, let's see, Stacy Wave. So, everybody, we're celebrating my birthday. Today is May 1st. Who am I missing? We got Rachel and Shantae. Give a shout out. All right, there you go. So thank you, everybody, for celebrating my birthday. Happy birthday, Doc. Thank you very much. This would probably be a great time to go to a break. What do you think? All right, everybody, we're going to a commercial break. I'm going to eat this cupcake. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. Okay, we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We've been having fun in the studio. I didn't know my uh, t- team was going to surprise me and my wife with uh, birthday cupcakes. Today is my birthday, and um, that was pretty fun. If you're looking online, you can actually see next to me this young lady uh, in this pretty, pretty dress. This is the Honorable Abike Dabiri Iwua. How'd I do? Not so bad, right? And uh, we'll turn your mic on. Listen, talking about crossing cultures and friends, uh, BK. Honorable Abike is from Nigeria. She uh, works directly for the president of Nigeria as a senior special assistant, and she's also the head of the commission for the Nigerian diaspora. And so, uh, Abike, it's so good to have you here in America. Tell us what you're doing here. Well, it's so good to be here, and happy birthday again, Dr. Anderson. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I'm here to see you and then to also work as the advisor to, the, to Mr. President on diaspora, we try to engage our brothers and sisters in the diaspora. And we're also extending that hand of friendship and mm. fellowship to the historic African diaspora mm. like you. Mm. I mean, years back, your ancestors were taken away from the continent of Africa. Mm. And uh, we believe that we must have that connection between the Africans in Africa and the Africans in the diaspora. Mm. How can we work together, build that bridge, Bring that, bring back that connection between both of us. That is part of what I, what I'm here to do. Is that possible I, for uh, Africans from the uh, continent and then Africans from descendants in the diaspora? Is it possible to build those bridges? And if so, how are some ways we can do that? 
it's absolutely possible. One of the ways we're doing that is um, we have a program called The Door of Return. Yes. You remember that years ago, um, our ancestors were taken away through the what you call the door of no return. Right. Or point of no return. Right. So we are now saying that we can do a door of return where you hmm. were taken away as slaves, but you come back as kings and mm, queens, you know, yes. to uh, a warm, loving community. And then the coming in is symbolic. It's it's spiritual. It's physical. It's also economic. Yes. So at the same time, you see what the community can do with mm. you and what you can do with the community. Mm. So I'm hoping that um, we continue to work on the door of return where we can have that engagement. And for those who have experienced it, it's been simply Amazing. Well, I experienced like, like it uh, with you uh, back in October of mm -hmm. 2018, where me and 18 others, 20 others, uh, experienced this uh, movement, uh, the door of return, where we walked the paths that the slaves themselves walked. Even though they walked them naked and chained together, mm -hmm. we walked that solemn mile and a half. And then what you did is you had us go out on boats, yes. and then we came back to the port. We went out on boats as if the slaves were going out on boats, and then you turn it around and you come back to port, and there we were uh, literally celebrated and received as if we were coming home as royalty. And that was so powerful for our group. Uh, I'm going to do it again in uh, October of next year and bring even even this more year. people. Of, of this, this year. year. <laughs> this year, yeah, not next year. This year, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I want to bring even more people. Can I tell, how did you feel? What was the most powerful experience you had? The silence in walking the path that uh, ancestors had walked. And it's just the, the spiritual connection of what that must have felt like uh, for them. Where were they spiritually? Where were they while they were suffering? Did they know where they were going? And then when they got on those ships, did they know that they would ever come back? And now that it's uh, named the Port of No Return, uh, now that we are returning, uh, we're proving the devil to be a liar. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that uh, a place of, of sorrow and grief can turn into a place of joy and hope when it's redeemed. And that's what we're doing. And I'm excited to be doing it, uh, doing it with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is your dream and your desire then uh, as you think about cross-cultural relationships and as you travel uh, the world? What are, what are you hoping will happen? Well, we're hoping that we show each other more love. As mm -hmm. one of the callers said, you know, we're all aspiring for the same thing. We're all human beings. It, not, it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm -hmm. You know, we are brothers and sisters. Let's show more love to one another. Let's, let's build a relationship based on, on love, friendship. Let's learn to tolerate one another. Mm -hmm. Every relationship can work if we all learn to compromise. So it doesn't matter whether you're black or white. It doesn't matter what, what race, you know, you, you belong to. We're human beings. We're children of God, and we should try mm. to love one another. And um, I think that is, you know, my own attitude mm. and hope of well, what would happen eventually well, to I'm all of us. I'm so glad that you're in the position you're in. I know that some have said you were the uh, upcoming Oprah of, <laughs> of Nigeria, and of course, uh, yes, back <laughs> at, back in the day. But then after that, you went into Parliament for. Uh, Three terms, about 12 years, right? Mm -hmm, yes. Uh, before you started working for the president's office. Hey, do you mind sitting with me here on my birthday while we take some more phone <laughs> calls? Can we do that? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's a privilege to be with you okay, on well this then, special day in particular. Yay. <laughs> well, in that case, let's go to Suitland, Maryland, and talk to Victoria, who's on the line. Hi, Victoria. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Fine. Hi. How are you doing, Dr. Anderson? I'm doing well. And happy birthday. Thank you. Hi. What are you oh, thinking? 
Um, I was calling because I went to a church in it's in California, and um, the Lord sent me on a mission mm-hmm. and in the mission field. And um, the church was um, well. I was never president. Okay. And um, I asked God to, you know, He had a calling on my life. So when He sent me there, um, it was like two percent black. Okay. Two percent black and and the, and the rest, you know, was white and Hispanic. But I didn't look at them because they was white or Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I just asked God, thank you for sending me here. And he knew what I could, what I could, you know, what he had me to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and the church was welcoming me. Okay. And welcomed my family. Okay. And my children and I went there. And so I didn't have any problems. Okay, good. I thank God for we have different lifestyles, right? Because mm-hmm. you know we, you know, and everything, but we didn't have any problem. To this day, we still communicate, and they, my sisters and brothers. Well, I, I love that because the experiences that we should have, and thank you for sharing that, Victoria from Suitland. The experiences that we should have when we go into the house of the Lord is that we all worshiping uh, the same God, and we should be able to embrace one another as brothers and sisters. Uh, but honorable BK, oftentimes there's uh, division mm-hmm. and uh, and violence. Uh, why is that, in your opinion? Oh uh, well, because we don't seem to understand one another. For instance, in Nigeria, we're dealing with some issues of violence, clashes between mm. one ethnic group and the other. Mm-hmm. This one says, you know, I'm, I belong to this ethnic group, and then you have these tribal differences. Mm. And part of what real talk is doing today is, you know, letting us all know that. It is actually not necessary. What is your aim? What is your vision? What do you want to achieve? Of what use is violence? So you, 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 you fight each other, you're violent, you kill one another. At the end uh, of the day, mm. what value are you adding even to yourself? No value. You know? So it's, um, I wish we could have a violence-free world. It's a wish, yeah. which yeah. may happen. But we also need leadership, good leadership, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to guide you know, the followership to get it right, mm-hmm. which which I must say you are doing with your program, actually, and with your church, yeah. which is the first, I mean, I've never seen a church like this, where yeah. you have people from different parts of the world under one roof. I think that is a major step forward, and that is something we all should um, celebrate and participate in. Yes, yes. Well, even in this room when they surprised me with uh, yeah. birthday, uh, you know, uh, cupcakes and everything, just to see the beauty of the diversity mm. is the best birthday present yeah. ever. And uh, if we could have that kind of connection and unity in our world, I think uh, we'd have uh, a better world. Um, you know, when you're within your country, you know, uh, you have a division within your country mm-hmm. in Nigeria. You're all pretty much the same color, but yeah. from different tribes. Yes. Here in America, we have people from different colors in different countries, but we still are very uh, divided uh, over politics. Mm. Um, is the greatest divide in Nigeria around politics or around religion, or around class? Well, one, I think some people are using politics to deceive Nigerians that you're fighting over religion. Uh-huh. When you have, yes. So uh-huh. take the issue of um, Boko Haram, the terrorists. They've been killing Muslims, uh-huh. bombing mosques. So, but some paint a picture of it's, about, it's not about religion. Mm. Violence is violence. Terrorism is terrorism. Mm-hmm. In fact, Islam has no place for violence. 
So right. anybody killing another person in the name of religion is is, is just um, not practicing Islam. They're really not practicing the no, religion. No, you're not practicing the religion. Uh-huh. You're just a devious, selfish, wicked person. But you see, the the, 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 pol- the you now bring politics in and pretend that it is religion. In Lagos, where I come from, for instance, in every home, you must have a Christian and a Muslim mm. living together in every home. That's mm. down south, you know. Uh-huh. So... Um, we go telling people that don't let anybody use you for violence. Don't let mm. anybody use you to achieve their own selfish aims and objectives. So they're so using politics, but they're also using religion. Neither one of them, like, are they they're using religion to go do their evil. Exactly. Or they're using politics to go do their evil. No, you see, you're using religion to divide the people. Uh-huh. So, is, you know, religion is a thing of the mind. Mm-hmm. So you can brainwash people to say, "Oh, that Christian brother, look at what he just said. He doesn't like you." Mm-hmm. You know, so which which is now affecting us in terms of uh, so something happens. You know, you say, "Oh, it's because he's a Christian." Oh, it's because I'm a Muslim, which is not mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. You know, so we also need to let people like we do a lot of counseling. Is I don't let people play with your mind, mm-hmm. and for the younger ones in particular, we keep telling them that don't let anybody use you. You know, mm. to, to cause violence, to, to cause disaffection, to, to create problems mm. within the community. Because at the end of the day, that person just wants to use you to achieve yeah. a selfish objective. I've always believed that comprehension begins with conversation. conversation yeah. Right? And so if that's, if that's true, uh, I know that in our uh, country we need more conversation and dialogue with people who are different than us in order to, to help us uh, come up with solutions that um, we can then go after. Is it the same in your country? The more people have uh, uh, cross-tribal dialogues uh, that it can actually help bring more peace, do they do that there, or do they need someone like you or like me to actually facilitate these kinds of conversations? Well, it goes both ways, but, you know, I like that your phrase, which you used when you were with us in Nigeria. That's right. You know, conversation breeds comprehension. That's right. When you're far away, you feel like, oh, this person is terrible. By the time you get to know the person, you realize right. that, oh, you're not so bad after all. You're my brother. <laughs> That's right. That's you're right. my sister. And right. I've been using that a lot, Good. especially amongst the younger ones. Good. You know? when, when, when we get to understand one another, talk more with one another, which we, mm. which we you know, also try to do back home. And I think that really is very, very, very critical for every one of us. Mm. You know, it's very, very critical. And we try to do that and um, uh, follow the your wisdom in that regard. Well, <laughs> it was great. It was great speaking there uh, in Nigeria and for uh, so many of the people that were there to be able to listen to some of the bridge building mm. wisdom that we're trying to trying to get out is great. And if you're just joining us, we've been talking about the wisdom of bridging cultures. And we've asked in the first half of the show, what wisdom have you gained from cross-cultural relationships? What value? And then, of course, I was ambushed uh, with a surprise uh, for my birthday today. So that kind of um, you know threw us off. But I had the beauty and the joy of having uh, Honorable Abike Dabiri with me today. Uh, she came in from Nigeria to celebrate uh, the birthday with me as well as we're working on things that hopefully will make a difference in the world as we focus on how do you bring the diaspora back to the continent and how do you even build that connection. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, helping somebody's esteem. Can you imagine uh, thousands of people, uh, if not millions, esteem growing just because they get connected back to their roots. Well, listen, when we get back, we're going to ask uh, the Honorable if she'll give us a final word of wisdom before we land this plane. Hold on. We'll be right back. Diamond. 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 
Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group, a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale, a mission and goal to which they've been committed for the past 25 years. And now, when you visit PassportAuto.com on the web, you can take your own virtual Internet tour to enhance your buying experience and help you get to know their dealerships online. Just go to PassportAuto.com, browse their amazing inventory, Schedule a test drive of that vehicle you've been thinking about. Investigate financing, lease options, and much more. Whether you're thinking about a BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, or Mini, or whether you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Passport Auto Group is waiting to serve you right now. And I also want to tell you that as a longtime customer of Passport, I can assure you they do what they say they'll do, and they do it right. Passport Auto Group. Serving the Washington, D.C. metro area for 25 years. PassportAuto.com Across America, it's snoring season. Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's news. An ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. A rabbit is hopping towards his new home when he falls in a hole. The walls are high and he can't escape. A bluebird flies just overhead. Help, yells the rabbit. I need help. To which the bluebird drops in a couple of feathers and flies off. A tiger walks by and the rabbit yells, help. The tiger throws in an extra claw and walks away. Then, the rabbit's best friend hops by, sees his friend in trouble, and hops in the hole. Why'd you hop in, says the rabbit. Now we're both stuck. To which the friend says, nope, I've been down here before. I know the way out. I'm Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and buying a new home can be a tricky hole to be in. The big mortgage guys will throw you a fancy app, and others yell we're number one. We just try to be the friend that jumps in the hole. We know the way out. We'll do all the work. And we've got a very unique direct lender advantage that can often save WAVA listeners significant money. We are United Faith Mortgage. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
That's Andersonspeaks.com. And thank you so very much for your support and for your uh, uh, love as we've been talking over this last hour. I have a special guest hanging out with me for my birthday. It's uh, 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 B.K. Dabiri. She is the Honorable B.K. Dabiri, reporting directly as the senior special advisor uh, to the president of the country of Nigeria, as well as the head of the Commission on the Diaspora uh, Abike, what wisdom would you like to leave us with as we uh, bring the show to a close? Well, there's only one race, and that is the human race. Amen to that. So we should see all of us as brothers and sisters and try to, you lose nothing in being good. Mm. You know, try to live a life of goodness, try to um, Help somebody. Mm. Always lend a hand of friendship and love to somebody. You know, it doesn't matter. Sometimes it could be just a kind word That's that right. could make a difference in somebody's life. That's My right. philosophy in life is that success is not about age. It's not about character. It's not about how much mon- money you have. It's about how many lives you're able to touch. Mm, and amen. all of us in our little corner can always do something to make the human race a better race, to make life better for the next mm. person. So I um, hope that we all try to do something positive yeah. in somebody's life at any point in time. And uh, also, I, I want to go back to the issue of the diaspora mm-hmm. and also to say that we're hoping that we'll work with you to build what we call the diaspora palace in yes. the Dagri, Lagos, Nigeria, yes. where Africans in the diaspora can come to the palace and the feeling you're going to get, what you're going to go through can be described. And we hope that we can have that permanent structure in place sometimes. And yes. I think it's going to be a huge thing. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, uh, Abike, her office, and the uh, king and princes of that area. And by the way, your your chief, Yeah. you didn't know that Dr. Anderson is <laughs> a chief. What's that your name again? Uh, yeah. Maltine, yes. <laughs> chief Maltine. <laughs> Um, so you're royalty. I'm a chief, <laughs> and as a result, we're going to build a palace that yeah. anybody can come to. It'll be a palace for the people. So anybody that comes back from the diaspora, they'll be able to stay at our palace resort, and anything that was negative is now going to be turned into something really positive. So Absolutely. we're excited about that. Thank you so much for coming and spending time thank with us. Thank you. It's a privilege mm-hmm. being on your program today, and happy birthday again. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. I love introducing you to my listeners. And, uh, hey, pray for Nigeria. Pray for Abike as she does great work, uh, not only in her country but around the world. Speaking of prayer, we're going to close out in prayer right now. Lord, we thank you for life, and we thank you for wisdom, and we thank you for friends and relationships. Would you continue to help us to build those so we can build a better world in your name and for your gain? In Jesus' name we pray together. Everyone said amen Amen. and amen. Yeah.